Good morning, everybody. Uh, you, don't, you don't often see us in the morning. Uh, we are live from New York, and of course, I've got my co-host with me. Paul, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning, everyone. <laughs> we are here. Good morning, everybody. We are, you, don't, you, don't you don't often see us in uh, the morning. Start drinking. Uh, um, it is 11 o'clock uh, local time, and so that means he's starting. I'm drinking coffee still, so we Paul, haven't seen him. Up, buddy? But uh, we're hoping he joins us <laughs> we at some point. But welcome. It's He's here. It's it's Belmont Steaks week. Local time, and so that means he's starting. Hello, everyone. So we haven't seen him. You still, but, uh, we're hoping he's showing that you can play. Yeah, you're like late. He's here. Uh, it's, uh, oh, man, that's hilarious. Very delayed. Uh, yeah. Um, you're still so, showing that you can play. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're, you're like, delayed. So you're just <laughs> showing up. Oh, now you're off. Now I'm back. Oh. I'm not coming with you. What happened? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Must have been the uh, drinking already. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. All right, uh, it's uh, Belmont Stakes uh, week. We're here. It's a we're in New York. We'll be at the track here in just a little bit uh, for Friday's card. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Rick. Ricky's not here. We have we, we we basically text Ricky last night and said uh, you've been bumped. Uh, we, we we got in late last night uh, our flight and we decided you know what we're gonna wait to the pod uh, on uh, on Friday morning and we never do morning shows but we're here and Ricky got bumped. So if you're looking for Ricky Rockets. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Tune in Wednesday. Next Wednesday for Ricky's Rocket. Uh, but yeah, um, so we will, uh, Ricky might make an appearance. We will see Ricky tomorrow. Yeah. Is. Yeah, we're going to meet Ricky. Well, we meet him. We, we know right. who he is. Um, all right. So yeah. what? Uh, let's, let's get into it because we have a big show. We're going to talk about Lamont. We're going to talk about the card, which seems to be. <laughs> Diminishing every 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 hour feels like another horse scratches. So let's hope we get the undercard we're looking for at some point. It's uh yeah, it's definitely we've taken some hits, but you know the thing is, if you take out the seventh race, which obviously people are excited about, the rest of the card's still fine. It's yeah. just that race and to lose valence is one thing, but then to lose with skydiver that sucks. So well, you I mean, didn't you you, you told me that you thought that was a race of the day, right? I mean, obviously not now, no, but no, it was no, right. No, so that's that's why I drank early this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you drink early, then you really don't care what happens late, right? That's kind of the, the key. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, um, and, and late might be like two o'clock today, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Paul, what are you? Uh, how are you feeling about the uh, the card? Well, I think the Belmont card is uh, is always a great card. Again, I think it's the second uh, best day of the year for racing. You know, after after Breeders' Cup, I was uh, telling my wife the other day, I was like, hey, here's uh, here's the lineup. So we start off in race three with a grade one. We go to a grade two, and then it's grade one, grade one, grade one, grade yep. one. You know, it's just, you know, 
great courses, uh, race after race. So very excited. Still about it, even though lost a little luster uh, with the Swiss Skydiver uh, coming out of the race, but it's still great cards. Well, definitely does have the Breeders' Cup feel in a sense that every single race is a betting opportunity. You know, with the Breeders' Cup, what makes that so fun is even if you'd like, if you want to press an opinion on a, a short price, you're still getting five to two, eight to five, whatever the horse is, and they normally be one to two because you got such good fields. And even though there's even some these fields are a little shorter, they're so competitive. Um, even if you look at something this basic as the Met Mile, are you struggling? Yeah, I can't. My, I, 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 I screwed up again. So, okay. I just off. Well, you're on your, you're on your phone. That's a, that's problem number one. So oh, you need, you need okay. to get on the actual <laughs> Wi-Fi. So <Okay>. that, <laughs> clearly, clearly he's having some issues, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit over here and you can hear me, but you don't have to see me. And you're, that? and something's wrong with your mic. Apparently, is there? Is the echo still here? Is it, is it gone now that he's off? You may tell us, let, it, let me know. But uh, yeah, I think he's gone. He's gone. We'll just kick him off and do this show yeah. me and Paul. Yes. yes. All right. I love that. Uh, let's get to it. Best thing you saw today. Paul, you let you go. Uh, best thing I saw was uh, you guys, actually. Uh, you wow. Know, that is a, guys, that's yeah. a low bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, think about it, Jared. I haven't seen you since uh, January of last year uh, at uh, Pegasus. Uh, then we went through uh, COVID and we couldn't go to the tracks and we. We're fortunate to see Aaron in, in January up in uh, northern uh, New York, but uh, here you guys are. It feels like it's normal, uh, you know, and that's, and that's really um, a great thing. We're going to go to the track today, which is where we all love to be, and it just feels like it's normal. It's it's a it's weird because you know, like the last time we were here was uh, that was uh, Sir Winston, right? It was Sir Winston, and of course. Yeah, there's a lot of different, like, you know, Magic had his accident, so that was a stressful situation. Oh, that's right, yeah. But, you know, we were worried about him as well, and so it's like, and then, of course, like you say, now you come back here and you're talking about, hey, have you been, you got, uh, you know, did you get your shot, you know, are you vaccinated yet? It's just a weird, completely different, um, but I think once we get to the track, we heard about the track last night, once we get there, it's going to feel like, okay. Like, you know, we went to the Derby, and that was a really good, yeah. great feeling, kind yeah. of being back, sort of. But um, I love this car, and I love uh, being back here. Eating. No, there's nothing like New York City, right? Honestly, my favorite day of, of the trip is the Friday before the Belmont, because it's such a huge track, and there's not a lot of people there, and it's just laid back, you know? So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do anything anymore, I guess, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is weird. I like the guy like two people in the camp. Listen, guys, I, I would help him. Um, it, it's just, it's just, it's pointless right now. I think Magic says if I mute my mic, it, it won't echo. So I think I'll get on and try one more time. But the problem is your Wi-Fi is on using your phone. Okay, then I'll do that. Then I will get on the Wi-Fi. I'm gonna do two things during the break, and then trust me, Magic. I, it's not, it, it's not. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Magic, you need to stay home. And not do shit today. You can just lock yourself in the room and take care of your little boy and just leave it at that because you're obviously, obviously accident prone. Um, yeah. Especially this time of the year. Yeah. What are you, best thing you saw? You got, you got anything? Paul. Boy, another low bar. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Who's the best thing you, or what's the best thing you saw? I would say Monique. Hands down. No doubt. Monique, the one that runs the show around here. She's off the camera, but she's right across from me, and she's basically giving me the desk stare if I didn't say her name. So. What about Caleb, our Uber driver? So, <laughs> him too. So, you don't know how many, I don't know how many Uber drivers that wait for you 
Right on the couch while you're doing your show. That's the best thing. So (laughs) that is pretty good. Uh, But no, it's just great to be. I mean, that's an easy answer. Just be back in New York, and uh, tonight after the races, we're going to go in the city and kind of just kind of hang out. I think that's hopefully doesn't rain, but you know, just being here is going to be is is feel like especially in a city like New York that obviously was. I mean, for us, me in Missouri, it was ground zero for, uh, you know, may not, maybe it did, maybe it didn't feel like if you're living here, but for us, it's like, wow, New York, like, I don't even know what the next one I'll be in New York at this yeah. point, because, yeah. so to kind of be back, that is almost a surreal feeling, um, but yeah, we'll get into the show, obviously, huge card, uh, nine stakes, eight grade ones, uh, we're going to go through the Belmont stakes, of course, uh, and we're going to go through and kind of give our, you know, you know how we do it the three races we like on the undercard and our, our specific uh reasons for those so stay tuned and uh let's see you want to see riders up or no no no, no. let's go <laughs> belmont stakes one 53 this Saturday at Belmont Park. We are down to a field of eight. You know, it seemed like for a while the field, we, we, the projected field was quite large. and But we've got to eight horses. That's what entered the race. No scratches as of yet. And uh, <laughs> But it, it, it's kind of given us the best of what we, you know, what obviously, quote unquote, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit, the other quote-unquote winner of the Kentucky Derby, uh, Mandaloon, not in the race. But other than that, you really have the top, some of the top finishers, obviously, essential quality at 2-1, to one, your morning line favorite, 3-1 to one at Rombauer, your Preakness winner, Preakness, Preakness. Uh, 7-2 on Hot Rod Charlie, 9-2 uh, on Rock Your World, the horse that didn't do uh, an ounce of running in the Kentucky Derby because of the poor start. We'll see what he's about here. No excuses uh, with only a field of eight. Known agenda at 6-1, to one. Burbonic 15-1. to one. Uh, Thirty to one on the uh, on the Japanese slash France horse and uh, overtook uh, at twenty to one. That's your field. I mean, really, it comes down to it's eight horses. I know it's a mile and a half, but essential quality. This should be his race to lose. You know, I, I sit here and we, and we did a pod here. Two, uh, was it two years ago when Sir Winston won? I think it was two years ago, and. We all kind of said there's this gray horse. His name's Tacitus. Oh, Everybody gosh. says he's doing great. Everybody says he's he's working out great. He looks like a beast. I kind of get that same feeling with essential quality heading into the race. He feels a lot like Tacitus. Now, the good news is if you like essential quality, he does have a lot better resume coming in than Tacitus. But they're very similar as far as the hype, as far as the coloring. Almost as far as the running style, a bit. I mean, Tacitus was a little bit, you know, he had to come from off a little bit more um, at, at that point in his career than essential quality. But it, it is eerily similar how how these two are coming into the race, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I a little disappointed that you just compared him to Tacitus, I'm not going to lie, but because that does, is a damn slap in the face. But does it not? I'm not talking about the resumes or the talents of the horse, just the hype. And kind of how he looks. <laughs> That's all I get. That's all I got out of it. No, the hype. If you remember the hype on in, in, on Tassus going into that Belmont, it was huge. So well, in a sense of, I, I think, think with Tassus, it's like, well, this, this this is the race that everyone thinks this horse should win because mm-hmm. it's a mile and a half, and look how he's bred, and this 
he should run all day and he you know he in this field is not the greatest and so you kind of there's a lot of that here you you look at the kentucky derby and what was it he ran like 60 feet longer than mm-hmm. anyone else uh at least the the, the winners there ahead of him and that's ultimately where I went. I, I, I had at first, I'll be honest, I had I had a hot rod. I was going to try to beat him with hot rod. And uh, I was like, you know, you look at that race again. He was he hasn't lost a race going into it. He ran the best race of anyone in the Kentucky Derby. Just no one in this, like even him included, no one's a great horse in this crop. So he didn't he couldn't quite get it done. But in the field of A, he should have the trip. I mean, he sits, you know, he gets a perfect draw. There's no excuse. He should have one of the, you know, the shortest trips, so to speak, around. He should win the race. Now, will he? Because none of these horses like to pass other horses. We've established that, except for Ron Bauer. If Ron Bauer runs that Preakness race, that's the key. If, if he runs this Preakness race, and I know, Paul, you have a little bit of a bet going on with Halterman. <laughs> so if, if he does run his Preakness race, you're in trouble. But do you think it's going to happen or do you call that, do you look at that race and say, you know what, that was fluky. He's not going to do that. I, w- I would look at that and, and, and throw it out as a fluke. I mean, if he comes back and proves me wrong, uh, kudos to him. But the horse had, had, had never done well on dirt before and looked amazing that day. But yeah. if you look at it, none of those horses um, on the lead did anything once they got to the top of the stretch. He thought Midnight Bourbon might, but he kind of just idled. Um, obviously Medina spirit just backed up. Nobody did anything once they hit the top of the stretch and Ron Bauer powered through. So again, he, he did what he had to do that day and, and was fantastic. If he does it again today, hats off to him. But I do think that uh, stretching out to a mile and a half is going to be a little, a little difficult for him. If you look at his breeding, his breeding does not say mile and a half. And, you know, they call Belmont the test of champions for a reason. It's mm-hmm. a mile and a half. I mean, yeah. you, you've got to, to withstand the distance. Which obviously it is one of the reasons that you know people would look at a central quality. You know, Tappet has never won the Kentucky Derby, but he's done remarkably well. Here. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to look at similarities between essential quality and Cassidus, that's one more. You know, Tappet, uh, and you know, can he can he get the distance? I think everybody would imagine that he can. It's just is he going to be first when he gets to the finish line? Yeah. With Ron Bauer, I have a I feel like he's gonna like he's gonna have that pop, but it's just gonna be short lived. Like I just you know because that you know that mile and a half, that last you know eighth of a mile or so can will hit a horse right in the face. You know it's a long stretch. Um, I'll never forget we talked about. I feel like we talk about this story every single time the Belmont Stakes comes around. But the first time being at the Belmont uh, with Pharaoh when we were there, and of course being huge Pharaoh guys, and hope you know obviously we were all rooting for the Triple Crown and. Uh, Walking in and seeing the track, I literally was like, oh, no, this thing is – this is a beast. I mean, that's this track in itself is a monster. Huge turns. Just – it's just overpowering how big this track is. And yeah. you you have – I mean, you say it is – you have to be a legit horse to get that kind of distance. And I just – if 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 Ron Bauer runs like that again, it's like, man, how wrong was I about this horse? I think one thing that does help Ron Bauer is Johnny B. Yeah, you know, it obviously had Pratt, and I think Pratt might be the best jockey in the country right now. But to pick up a guy like Johnny B, who knows this track inside and out, oh, because yeah. the track is completely different. Those turns mm-hmm. are huge. You have to know when to make your move exactly. on this track. If you um, start too early, you're, you're down. Yep. So, what, Halterman, as you uh, owning, you know, you're an owner of Ron Bauer. I'm an sure. owner of yep. Hot Rod Charlie. 
what were your thoughts on talking about Johnny V and Flavian Pratt? Flavian, almost immediately, it felt like, after winning the Preakness, like, no, I'm riding Hot Rod in the Belmont. Obviously, it's a horrible sign, right, for the horse. I mean, you can't take it any other way. You just won the Preakness. You just won one of the three big Triple Crown races. And, and like you said, almost immediately, it seemed like a day or two, and he's already said, no, I'm going to ride Hot Rod uh, in the Belmont. To me, that tells me that Flavian Pratt says, I think it's a fluke. You know, what just happened here? Um, here's the deal. The number for that race came back strong, really strong, right? But when you think about it, it was a weak field, especially when you think about Medina Spirit and whatever might be happening with him. You know, Midnight Bourbon, that's not a great horse. He's he's solid. He's he's respectable. Uh, you, it's, it's a horse you'd love to own, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not an elite horse. He's not even the best, like, top four or five in this crop. So who did he beat in the Preakness? Probably not much. And now you get all the derby horses that ran really well, and now they're back to the Belmont. So theoretically, a very – very different field I think that he has to be but look I, I, I'm with you guys I think he's going to show up I do think you can say that he's been consistent all year not not the Preakness being the outlier but the other races you know he does show up and at least make a run it's usually not good enough but at least he's going to be there maybe get second third fourth you know well that's what's so interesting about this this field is you have a sense of quality I mean, let's see. whether you like this crop or not, he's the best of the crop. Hot Rod Charlie might be the most consistent horse of the crop. Uh, so you have two horses there that you feel like you know are going to be there at the end of the race. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how, where at, you know. It's, I, I feel like both those horses are like, you know, 90%, you know, hit the board contenders, no doubt. I, I think Paul really said it, and uh, it was a really good comment. You know they're going to be there. You just don't know if they're going to hit the wire first, but you know they're going to be around. It's just a matter of can they get there first. But you don't have to worry about them running up the track, not showing up. And that's, I mean, that's important in, in, in any race because at least, okay, here are my horses that I can kind of anchor around. They might not win, but I can get them in those second and third spots. Right. Uh, let's talk about, we'll talk about our plays a little bit, mm -hmm. in a little bit, but the horse that I think I text you when I was going over the, the, the race and really going in into it in depth. I was like, man, I hate that Rock Your World is in this race because he's the one. I mean, it feels like the Derby all over again where, cause really it is because the Derby is a, is a line through it. You can't, you take anything, what you saw from him in the Derby uh, and obviously the nine to two prize shows of the Belmont stakes that you, that yeah, you can't do anything from that Derby and take that moving forward because we still don't know what he is. Now we all thought he would get to the lead in the Kentucky Derby at the very least, challenge Medina Spirit. That didn't happen. He breaks poorly. The race is over from the start. Now you have a field of eight. Draws post seven. There's really no reason he can't get to the lead here. How concerned are you guys, scale of one to ten, that Rock Your World is going to wire this field? Go ahead. Uh, I'll start. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a little preview on, on who my pick is. I would say a ten. I, mean, I think Yep. I think this is – the horse that if it's if there's going to be somewhat of an upset again he's nine to two and i think his his price might even float up a little bit i think central quality is going to take some money i definitely think hot rod's going to take some money so his price might float up a little bit but if there's a horse that uh would scare you if you're in the essential quality rombauer or hot rod charlie crowd it's got to be this one you know not only is he the speed so he's going to go to the front mm -hmm. he's going to be out front but this horse if you look at him and if you look at his breeding, 
He is bred for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Candy ride out of an entire maker mare, mare. He's going to run all day. It's just the question is, does he want to do it? You know, the thing that has to concern you if you're a fan of him is he didn't run a lick mm-hmm. in the derby. Not a step. Yeah. No. And the beginning was a disaster for him, but he just threw in the towel and right. gave up. So does do you get the Santa Anita Derby Rock Your World or you get do you get the Kentucky Derby Rock Your World? That's the question. That's what we talked about a lot after the show or after the race on the on the after show. It's kinda of like some of these horses that didn't, you know, known agenda, for instance, like didn't break you know obviously drawing one was a terrible position but he ran i mean he tried mm-hmm. he tried you know like uh midnight bourbon he tried you know he wasn't clearly good enough uh but he tried but rocker rose is like fuck it, i'm done like god <laughs> this is not i'm not doing this and so that's the issue is if if for whatever reason one if things don't go i know it's a small field but say he misses the break again or whatever so he gets bumped or is he done and that's the fear for him is because you have to either use him defensively or you just take a stand and say, you know what, I'm going to let him beat me. And I think you might be on that kind of fence, aren't you? Yeah. So, the yes, definitely. I, I played him defensively uh, in pick fours and, and pick fives, but I did not play him on exactas and tries. So it's kind of basically what Paul said. If you're worried about one horse, it's him. We – it's the same horse that came into the Kentucky Derby that's coming into the boat. We don't know anything about him, right? As far as we don't know who he is, we still don't know. Um, you know, on one hand, you go, well, at least he got some experience. He didn't get anything out of that race. Like, I don't think he got it. Like, experience would be he broke poorly. He had to sit in eighth. He got dirt in his face, and then he finished, like, six. And it's like, well, at least he got that under his belt. He might as well be a non-starter in the race. Like, yeah. he was never a factor the whole time. Um, so it's the same problem that we had for the Derby that we have here. I hate that. Um, yeah, if he runs that Santa Anita race, he's got a great shot. And I think Paul, and, and I know uh, our buddy Ryan Stillman, uh, I'm sure he's talked to you about it too, Paul, immediately was like, Belmont, this horse can win the Belmont. Even if he doesn't win the Derby, this horse can win the Belmont. Because great running style for the Belmont and the pedigree. And, and he's right. And, and Paul as well. And you have from a guy like John Sadler, who isn't necessarily like going to ship horses across the country just on a whim. Like no. for him to be like this complete disaster in the Kentucky Derby, regroup. A lot of times you'd say, well, we'll just, we'll see this horse at Del Mar next or whatever. No, he to ship him back over to, to Belmont to me tells me a lot. That okay, and, and you gotta also think, even though like that's a it's a decent amount of time between the Derby, he didn't do a lot of running in the Derby, so he should no. be a pretty fresh horse. Yep. Uh, and that bullet work last time out kind of suggests that. What do you think? And I have some questions here. You know, does a Japanese horse soften them up, or say, because um, that's a horse that's at least last time out in the previous showed some speed early and has shown in the past. Also. Hot Rod Charlie, his win was gate to wire, and he kind of. I kind of hoped that we wouldn't see Rock Your World in this race because I was hoping Hot Rod Charlie would just. Because my mm-hmm. thoughts were, if Hot Rod Charlie can get a like a pace set up for him, he won't lose because I just feel like he won't let anyone by. Yeah. So how do you kind of see the pace stand? You know, where do you see them as they hit the you know the backside? Uh, you know, you know that, that's always an amazing thing about the, the Belmont is they they're in the turn and the half is out already. You know, it's <laughs> right? like it's yeah. insane. Like you're like, holy shit, they're not even to the. They're not. Even, <laughs> I remember that with with, with Pharaoh because you're like, obviously the whole time you're waiting for him yeah. to get to the finish line, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're not even through the turn yet, and there's the half. So who do you think is going to be in the lead at the half? Um, 
I think it has to be Rocky World. After what happened in the Derby and how big of a disaster that was, I, the only instructions have to be put your feet in the irons and send him to the front. Yeah. Please put your feet in the iron. And no matter what <laughs> happens, no matter right start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. If you run a 45 half, at least have him on the lead, you know, because after that, I, I just think you're going to overcorrect, if anything, uh, in this spot. I, I definitely think he sends. I definitely think he can get that thorough trip, if you want to talk about that, where he can run the half in 48. And if he's by himself and the half goes in 48, I think we're all going to be looking at each other like, well, he's going to be really tough to beat. Well, if it is running in 48, you got to think that you're going to have Hot Rod right on his throat. You're going to have Hot, Hot Rod's kind of the key because you know Hot Rod's going to be there, right? Right. So, so the quality will be right there on him. Yes, he should be close. Um, and then the the the, the horse from Japan. Yes. We don't. I don't even count him because I just I just think he's. I, I don't think he'll play a factor in it. I really don't. Uh, he was a nuts in the preview. Steve, we don't know yet uh, as far as who's going to ride known agenda. The DRF did report that, what did you say, Paul? They're maybe going to let us know? <laughs> yeah, that, that they're expecting an announcement to tomorrow, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably. It was literally in it. So uh, we're hoping by tomorrow we know, right? When um, Byrad comes out of the tunnel, there's like smoke. He's like, he's back. He's, he's going to ride known agenda. Jumps up on known agenda. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good question, though, Yo. Know, on IRED, and we talked about it a little bit before the show, right? You know, what do you do tomorrow? The guy's on 13 mounts, he's a fantastic rider, and there's going to be horses that you know you have to take that into the equation. And for me, this is the horse. Of yeah, all all day tomorrow, the horse that I think is affected the most by um a jockey change is known agenda. You know, IRED climbed the board, he became a you know, a different horse. He's he's done a great job. I thought the Kentucky Derby was still a great run. Post one, he finished strong. Um, he was there. I'd like the horse, you know, to use definitely maybe in second or third, but underneath for sure. Now I don't even know if I'm gonna play it. Hmm. I know. I mean, that's like you say, three straight with with Irad, and um, yeah, we you know we used him underneath uh because he's a horse he's a horse for you know if you guys probably know remember i've wanted to pick this horse in this race i ultimately didn't but i'm glad i didn't now because you're right i mean i mean who's it gonna be like castellano maybe who's who's, who's pletcher castellano or jose ortiz are the two main contenders right now jose ortiz surprisingly does not have a belmont now well i guess there's only eight horses so that does that's not a huge prize but yeah, that's the two main contenders. Uh, as, uh, I think uh, David Grinning maybe uh, tweeted that because those are the two that, uh, that are most likely to get it. So. Yeah, and given that it's his brother, makes sense. I would think Jose. Will be yeah, like, no, yeah. Um, let's see any. Who, let's see any long shots. Like Burbonic and I guess Overtook are your kind of you know both Fletchers, both horses that uh, uh, one you know one finished third in the Peter Pan. One uh, finished 13th in the Kentucky Derby. Of course, the Wood Memorial Bourbonic wanted a huge price. Do you take any of these horses seriously, uh, even if it's like a try play or something? No, but it's the Belmont, right? So, like, if you want to play Overtook underneath, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk you out of it because the Belmont always, usually, always, usually, always has a horse in the top three where you go. I don't know where that came from. You know, so uh, I personally don't take them serious, but if you want to throw a crazy one in there, I, I, I certainly wouldn't tuck you out of it. I, the more this, I love like 
as much as you're comfortable playing a straight exacta on essential quality over hot rod, like just pound the shit out of it. Because I just think those horses are going to run their race. They're going to go one, two. I guess if you're feeling you really like hot rod, reverse it. But I just feel like those two horses, like it's a field of eight. So you got two horses that you need to finish top two out of the eights. And they're the easily the two most consistent horses as far as you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get that run. Are they good enough, good enough or not? You know, it, you'll see, can they run down rock your worlds, rock your world. I mean, those are your unknowns, of course, but I just feel like those two are the ones you can count on the most. So I love those two as, as an exacto. I, I, okay. I'm not as confident in a straight exacto, but I am confident that essential quality and hot run are going to make up the tribe. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's just finding that other horse. Uh, we play well. No, I'm not gonna say that. By the guy, if you want to know what we play, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, I am really company confident. man here. I, well, yeah, of course, I am really confident. Well, listen, somebody's got to pay for my lap dance tonight, all <laughs> right? It ain't gonna be me. It ain't gonna be Paul. Monique might, but she would. She said so. Thanks. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I am really confident that those two horses are gonna run well. So on the same page. I mean, I, I am confident they're gonna run good races. So you're you and I both are on EQ, right? Yeah. Paul, yeah. who, do you, who do you ultimately land on to win in the race? Ultimately, I'm going to take uh, Rocky World. So I you're think. on that. You're on that boat. You're just you're on. You just think it's too good. I think you're going to get you know five to one. You know, I don't think he's going to make it six to one. I think you're going to get five to one on that horse. And uh, and if you look at the rest of the card, the rest of the card has a chance to to chalk out somewhat. There's some great races, great horses. I think if you if everything is there for that horse to win. He's going to go to the front. Yeah. If you think about Hot Rod Charlie, last time Hot Rod Charlie won, Louisiana Derby, he went gate to wire. Who was on him that day? Joel Rosario. Mm -hmm. Rosario is on Rock the World. So he's going to know. I mean, they, they look at the same things we do. He's going to know Hot Rod's best chance probably is go gate to wire. The same reason you were frustrated when Rock the World entered this race, because you would have loved to see Hot Rod Charlie out front gate to wire. Right, exactly. Rosario is going to know that would be the dream trip for Pratt on Hot Rod. Mm -hmm. So Rosario is going to go. And I think, Aaron, you're right. Whether it's a 45 and change half, he has to be on the lead. He has to be. If he's on the lead, and, and this is a race that historically is not a closer's race. So it's going to – and that's why I think it's going to come down to one of those those three uh, to me. EQ, Hot Rod Charlie, or Rock Your World – I don't take uh, Rock the World because I think he's going to be on the lead and he's definitely going to be the best price. I think people like you and really anyone, if, even if you're Halterman, who's you know necessarily maybe playing against, so to speak, or at least take, you're going. We're going to know top of the turn whether we're right or wrong because yeah. he because if, if he's like you'll kind of have an idea of like okay he's this is he's going to be tough to catch right now. Um, I think you're going to know top of the first turn. <laughs> really, honestly, I really do because. Isn't he kind of one of those that it's like he's he's one or two ahead and moving comfortably and it's like uh oh or he's behind and it's like mm -mm. yeah uh oh the other way if somehow the, if somehow and you know it's it's horse racing right uh, if somehow you, you hot rides on the lead and or or the Japanese horse and this and Rocket World's like behind and can't quite get there or whatever you're like uh that's not a great sign mm -hmm. like I feel like if he's not in the lead there's a really big issue here. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I mean, because you got it, because like you're saying, like we talked about it last night with with owners and jo and and, and uh, trainers with jockeys. It's like if there's one thing you got to know that Sadler's telling Rosario, it's like 
get Yo. to the damn lead. Yeah. I don't care how fast you run, get to the lead. Yeah. So if he's not on the lead, I feel like, you know, they, uh, something's gone wrong. <laughs> His foot was not in the irons again. Um, so I have a quick question for you guys. So obviously we know Rock the World is going to go to the front. We know Hot Rod's best opportunity to win is to be on the front or right there. Yeah. Is there a scenario where those two go out and just burn it up and essential qualities sitting there going, thank you? Yes. I think that's, I think, I, I think, okay, yes, but I will, I'll, I'll preference for that. I think Pratt will, if he senses the pace is hot, I do think he will have enough sense to kind of pull it back a bit. You know what I mean? I think Pratt being on hot rod really elevates him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is possible because there are two horses that are, are talented, are good horses, are win candidates. They're not rabbits. You know, a lot of times you enter a rabbit and a good horse will forget about the rabbit, right? But they're two horses that, that definitely are, are, are solid win contenders. I, I have confidence that Pratt will not get in a speed duel, but it's possible. And they're horses. Sometimes the jockey can't do anything about it. They get competitive out there and it happens. So I, I that's kind of my thought process on uh, on essential quality. I do think he sits in that like third spot. And since it's a mile and a half, the pace will, you know, even if they're going fast, fast is slow for a mile and a half still for a normal race. So he has the ability to sit off them a little bit closer. So, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. I think with, that was a terrible answer, but with Pratt, he, you know, he's wrote, he rode him once before back when he was a maiden on the turf even, um, but obviously riding him in the Kentucky Derby and the fact that he immediately was like, yeah, I'm coming back. I think he probably learned a lot about the horse, like how, where he needs to run with him. He obviously was off the pace a little bit that day. You look at the Louisiana Derby, he was on it. I think he's going to have him close for sure um, because it's just a horse. Like That's why I feel like no matter what the pace setup is, it's like he's just going to keep running because he's a hard-trying horse. Um, the way I kind of envision it, it, sits, it kind of sits up per- sets up perfect for essential quality because you got to think Hot Rod and um, even, the, even the Japanese horse and Rock the World go, and essential quality kind of gets the pocket trip there, and then when they turn for home, he can, you know, Size can just kind of pop them out and go, you know, that's that would be ideal. It kind of gets the perfect trip inside and then kind of rolls them out and, and runs, you know, down the middle of the rate or down the middle of the track coming home. I think he gets a perfect trip, essential quality. Let me ask you guys something because Jared Clements and Ron Bauer might be right there uh, with EQ if they burn it up early. So Ron Bauer has been coming from further out of it, but Pratt put him in the race last yep. time out, right? And he was. He would sit about where you would envision essential quality, maybe a bit further back, but not much. Yeah, that middle move that Pratt made in the Preakness was huge. So, okay, the two questions are, uh, one, can he can he run that style again going a mile and a half and still have the burst? And I think the answer is probably maybe no for all of us. But two, will Johnny V place him where Pratt placed him? Because all of his other riders have not done that. So I think that's interesting. I think losing Pratt, the biggest thing is will Johnny B be willing to place him in that spot that Pratt placed him? You also have to imagine that we're talking. I mean, yeah, Medina Spirit was in the race, but we're we got some speed and we got some serious players in this race. Oh, like yeah. Ron Boward, if he's gonna try to run that close, I don't know how ideal that is. So he's kind of in a no man's lane, essentially, where it's like, well, if you sit him off, then you're you're not he's not going to get there. If you if you're cl- too close to the pace with 
running with essential quality, running with hot rod, running with rock your world, then you may not have anything left at the end of the race. When you're talking about a mile, I mean, talking about a mile and a half race, it's hard to have anything left anyways, but you let alone have that right. pop like uh, Ron Bauer had in the pregnancy. That's so. why you see horses. I mean, you always will hear us say every year, you need to be close. You need to be close because it's hard to make up ground in that stretch. I mean, you think about creator who was a dead closer that won. He made up ground throughout the entire race. It yep. wasn't just one burst down the line. Until the, until the like the last bit of the wire, he made up ground. He had to. <laughs> Thankfully for, yeah, for you. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, for us, I guess. Yeah. That was huge. That was yeah, huge. I yeah, mean, 15 to 1. You, yeah, you, yeah, you don't see horses like like a pop close. It's, it's more of a grind. <laughs> you and think grind. about it. And that's why I love EQ here because he's got that grinding if, ability. If, if you want to, if you, the best, and this came to my head, there are probably better ones, but the best example of this, go watch, uh, that would have been when Mind That Bird was 2009. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go watch Mind That Bird. Calvin Burrell moves very early on Mind That Bird, and you see his pop, like he, he makes up links. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets to the stretch, hits the wall. He flattens out. So if you do have a horse that has that pop, you've got to time it just right because it's going to be like that, and then it's over. Yep. Yeah, you, I don't – you're going to see – I mean, I imagine a lot of like with Ron Bauer. I, I, I do imagine Ron Bauer because McCarthy, when he gets a horse right, they tend to run a few races really well. I imagine he'll run a good race. It's just, well, we see that pop, and then that's it. You know, he hits the wall. So – uh Altimer's done so he, no, no, I'll be back. he's I'll done be back. he's uh he's over but no uh we'll 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 use that as a, a sign that, that this uh we're, we've talked this through yeah that was uh, the wrap up sign yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get some rapid fire but uh halter and i are both on essential quality and paul is on rock your world to go gate to wire uh we'll be at the belmont so if you're gonna be there uh look for us and uh, come buy us a drink <laughs> Because over banging on ice over there. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna do a little bit of uh, rapid, rapid fire. Oh, sorry, Thor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think you woke the guy up. Oh man. And yeah. So are we doing this? Yeah. We're yeah, we're doing our, our three our, our three favorites. Uh, so yeah, the the undercard obviously is awesome. We're gonna go through our three. Uh, lock it up. Uh, well, I'll give you the lock it up titles and uh I've listened to the show before. Did you did you choose this or I'll be happy to go first on the uh um race that uh, makes you so excited. <laughs> like you. Oh, Mark says a summer bird, yeah. That he tell you what, summer bird was a really good horse. Really good horse. Now talk about a horse that you know made for the belmont that was and that was him name a name another horse that that trainer ever trained that was any good i know and wow. so that is another sign that not and i don't know tim ice and and he was really nice tim at oakland when uh when i when he was around but tim ice didn't have a whole lot of success and he's i don't know what he's doing now i don't know where he's at but that's another sign like that horse was just really good all right Kenny Ives. So, like next year at Oakland, Tim Ice had like 50 horses and won two races. <laughs> yeah, because everyone thought Summer Bird, like he's like the yeah. next guy, you know. Remember, yeah, for a while you saw his name and you're like, all right, I'm using oh, that horse. Yeah. You're like, no, you're never catching a digger. You know? that. <laughs> Sorry. Go all right. You were counting. Let's now. do it. Three, two, one. Time for Rapid Fire presented by the Inside Track to the 2021 Belmont Stakes. Get the inclusive, all inclusive 19 page wagering guide to the 2021 Belmont Stakes for this Saturday at Belmont Park. Features in depth analysis. Ball nine stakes, eight grade ones on the card, including the 1.5 million 
Belmont Stakes, what we just talked about, see how we're playing that race exactly. You're going to want to go look at this guide many times because we're, we've got to go update this thing later. Uh, with, with the Ogden Phipps, you know, issue with uh, with uh, Swiss Skydiver, we're going to have to change our bets. Obviously, the, you know, things have changed. So you're going to go make sure if you have the guide, make sure you download that thing. Go look again on Saturday morning and just make sure that, you know, it's up to date because um, it seems rather fluid right now. Um, but that's not all we're going to have. Uh, analysis of all the stakes races in the guide uh, race analysis betting suggestions and multi-res plays for the entire card we'll also have the ba exclusive bankroll wagering guide article that halter and i put together i think we're carrying like a what is it like 40 some percent roi in that thing 41.2 percent roi all right so through we four through four articles. through four articles mm -hmm. uh and of course that started off with the uh the uh breeders cup yeah. uh the pegasus the derby and the Preakness. The Preakness was the only one we, we, we broke even there, but we've been on, on, on fire for the, the first three. And we're back again here. And we'll also have top four consistent picks for all the guys at racingdudes.com. So you want to get the wagering guide, go get it right now. All right. Uh, let's do We're going to, we each have, uh, we're going to three categories. You know how we roll here. We got a huge undercard. Let's go. What is he guys feeling any particular, um, order? Order. Paul, I just love this. It's your house. I'm just a, I'm just a participant. Uh, you guys uh, lead the show, so carry me down the path. All right, let's do the, let's just do it. The lock that shit oh. up pick of the day. We'll let Paul because he's 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 ready to go. Yeah. Paul, what do you got? All right, so I'm gonna go to the Manhattan. Uh, you know that that's a big field. There's some great horses in there. And it might surprise a few people that that's where I, I went. But you might be looking at the best horse in training and probably the best horse on the card today. And there's some really good horses there in uh, domestic uh, spending. I, I just think that horse is going to be a superstar. Now, if you look at that uh, race at Churchill, I know it was a dead heat, but that horse had one of the worst trips that you're ever going to see and still got there. Uh, and... <laughs> You know, two steps after the wire, he'd already cleared Colonel Liam. The, the horse just looks like he has a, a chance to be a superstar. And if you can get if you can get anywhere close to three to one, I would just put your bankroll on that. <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. Considering, too, that that was his first race since November and going up against a horse like Colonel Liam, who obviously is very, very good. And you're right. Uh, for two guys that were at the track and had money on, on domestic, you're like, oh, my gosh. And then it's like, please just get up for seconds. So we had a, a huge exacta. Then you're like, oh, he's going to win. Holy shit. Uh, but no, uh, Halterman, I'll go to you. But I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to share that answer, right? So for my lock that shit up pick of the week, I'm going to go with race 10. It's the Manhattan Stakes. I haven't talked about it yet. I'm going to go <laughs> number four, domestic spending. If I could marry one horse right now, it would be domestic spending. That's I, weird. I really believe domestic spending is just that good. And, you know, like, I, I really believe this is Chad Brown's, like, quote, I mean, he's he's already is a big horse, but, like, the next really big horse. Like, I'll be shocked if he loses. I'll be shocked if he loses. I, and, again, that race was at a mile and an eighth. Now he gets more distance. I, I don't see how they hold him off. Domestic spending all the way for me. All right, I'm going to change things up a little bit, and I'm going to go to race 10, the Manhattan Stakes. <laughs> I'm going to go with number four, domestic spending. Oh, wait, did we just talk about this? Yeah. This horse loses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, one for one at this distance, one for one at Belmont Park. Uh, you know, Obviously, like if you if there was any issue with the horse last time, he said, man, he just needs a little bit more ground. Well, guess what? He gets it. Uh, I agree. I, I love the Pratt's 
I love the way Pratt is riding right now, especially on the turf, and you get him back here to ride. I think the price alone is like, holy shit, can we please get anywhere near three to one? Yeah. Um, it is a nice field, so you might be able to hold a little bit of that price. And I don't think you're going to get three to one, but you guys pretty much said it all. I mean, I think this is the next really big turf horse um, for Chad Brown, and just let alone big turf horse. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, I think someone I thought I can't remember who it was. If it was, and I don't want to call her out, so I won't say a name. But someone was like, "Man, we're really lacking kind of that the the older turf horse now." And I was like, <laughs> they, were, "They were talking about the Manhattan," and I was like, "Hello, domestic <laughs> well, spending anybody?" I well, mean, not only that, Colonel Liam. Like, I know. What, what do you like, want him to do? Like, this, <laughs> like these horses are awesome. See, Colonel Liam Liam's won every race this year. <laughs> I mean, Oh, to me, I gosh. think it's one of the – and Gafo, I think, is going to be – honestly, just real quick, Gafo is who I'm scared of the most, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I have I have that for a second. So. Stretch out. Last time out, a paceless race. He still almost won. They're going to be a little more pace in here. Um, I think Colonel Liam on a mile and a quarter, I'm, I'm a little worried. I like I like Colonel Liam a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think Gafo is the one that could beat him. It beat domestic spending. Yeah, I mean, because you're from – Colonel Liam to me is the is not I wouldn't say play I like Colonel Liam but at that price of five or two I just think that the distance might be just like because that horse has been really good but it just feels like this might be the race that he just can't, you know he's not up, that this distance can't quite do it. It's hard for me to pick Colonel Liam here and again I like him I respect him I think he's a hell of a horse. It's hard for me to pick Colonel Liam here. When I saw domestic spending make up like three links to his one last time out. Literally. And now you get longer distance, and now I, I'm going to assume domestic spending will get a little better trip. He may not, but, you know, with a closer, it's it's always in question. But you you assume you'll get a better trip than you did last time. I don't see how he holds him off. Here's the thing. Like, it's Chad Brown. I mean, I think he's won this race like five the last seven years, I think is what a stat I saw. He's um, not bad. He's pretty good on the turf. You got the bad. horse second off. Like he's got to be better. Than, he's gonna be better than the last time, and you get a longer distance. He likes Belmont, so you've got that excuse, you know. That so I mean, he's gonna be just he's gonna be old, like just so tough to beat here. Um, and this, you know, this you could you could use this race as the <clears throat> as the race you're most excited to watch. I mean, it's gonna be a fun race to watch, um, no doubt. All right, let's go to uh, let's go let's back it up with the making it rain oh. long shot pick of the day so paul you're gonna be paying for drinks if this horse wins who is it you know i think there's a there's a couple of races here that you have a chance to to make money and i think they're they're both the the other turf races on uh, on the day but i'm gonna go to the jiper so the obvious pick here is bound for nowhere when that race came out my my first text was to aaron i'm like how do you have a turf sprint with no speed yeah and bound for nowhere obviously is the speed of, of that race. I know, right? And he's going to be out front. But if he doesn't win, it's completely wide open. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take my shot in this race. I'm going to put uh, my money on Sambaye uh, with uh, Flavian Pratt up at twelve to one. Because if you can beat Bound for Nowhere and get twelve to one, I'll take it. That's uh, hey, you know what? That's a hell of a pick because I like that horse too. I don't have a horse on top, but who do you got? I love that. Here's the thing about this race. I love that pick. Every yeah. horse that I have, I have bound for nowhere on top because I think you're right. But every horse I have underneath is 
10 to one or higher. Yeah. Because I feel like I like Zombie. I like I, I I like chewing gum a little bit. I like uh what is I it? Like gum too. I don't Gregorian like horse, but I do like I like that horse. So you're right. If I think this is a race that you either take a stand and single the horse or the or you gotta go super deep. Because if he doesn't win, like you say, it could be uh, all right. What's that? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, Monique, 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 and we I should do a podcast tonight show. because I can already tell you um, that, the, that this is gonna this is gonna be fun. For him. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven. It's not even noon here, and he's on the, on the, a very large bourbon number two. bourbon number yeah. two. Uh, yeah, that was the small class, and it's the it's the double Woodford. It's a Woodford double oak. And is that what's called double? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really good. You don't need you don't need to mention it. Shit, um, it should be sponsoring you guys, by the way. So yeah, should for sure. I think we're gonna get we're like a on bottle. It. Yeah, that was my working. cup. That was this that is was your my, cup? No, no, that was my bourbon cup that day at the the races that he oh. kept giving me. He because he had that bottle up. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Little little uh, uh, what would you call it? Artifact, um, sir. Okay, so I love the Sambier pick. <laughs> I I debated between Sambier and uh, Bound for Nowhere forever and. The big reason was it's a paceless race, but the but Sambier can move forward, like can be forwardly placed, right? So I think he is going to be in like position. Uh, I do think Bound for Nora is a little bit better. This is kind of a cop out because the horse is five to one, but I think Pocket Square in in race eight is just a game. I think Pocket Square is going to be really tough to beat. Uh, I, you know, Irad's off. And, and in one regard, you go, well, that's not good. He's off. The other regard is, well, maybe we'll get that five to one price on her now. I went pocket square for my for my making it rain long shot pick. Well, we uh, no surprise here because we really both uh, love the source when we handicapped oh, it that separately. That's yeah. my yeah, and honestly because yeah, it's hard. Now I'll use this as like kind of a warning slash learning lesson. Like it's, it's cards like this sometimes it's hard to come up with huge prices, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a hell of a card and you got good horses in every race, and so sometimes it makes sense to reach. In terms of reaching for a long shot, and sometimes it makes sense to play who you think is going to win the race. And five to one seems like a logical price on a horse. Uh, to me, this is kind of Chad Brown's. Uh, I love how when I try to talk, Halsman's laughing and playing all these different. Uh, like I never I like can. The comments. I never can get anything out. He's always dying laughing. So it's like okay, the, listen. I'm with, I'm, with, I, they, I'm with Pocket Square too, and that's who I like. Okay. The, we have the best fans. They make me laugh, or I wouldn't put them up there. But these but are hilarious. He listens to nothing I say. No, and I try to get like give an analysis, and he's like over there laughing at someone. Tell me that's not hilarious. <laughs> She's not driving though. That's the problem. No, and then tell me this isn't hilarious. Yeah, I mean mid float trip. That's totally what I am right now. Yeah, it's gonna be. Let's we'll do we'll do a live uh, live stream at the track later. <laughs> yeah, before Samo comes in with Casa Creed. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I won't oh, do it next time. You well, po okay, Pocket Square. I think this horse. I believe I read that uh, had some issues like with colic mm -hmm. early in her career, mm -hmm. and. Something else, but the horse like didn't debut until obviously April. So the horses was I think they always believed this horse was a really good filly, and just they, the reason why you know that she had issues. They meant to debut her last year, right? That's what it was, and the yeah. colic and everything yeah. Yeah. delayed that. So to me, even though she's sort of under the radar, I feel like she's kind of the next budding star for uh, for the filly side uh, on the on the turf. You know, we kind of are missing that Chad Brown. Philly, you know, that we were used to seeing with him. Um, so maybe she has a shot, obviously a Judmont horse. 
um, and had ran over really well overseas. So second start in the United States, huge sign that he, you know, pops her up in this, uh, you know, from an allowance to a grade one, I think. So uh, pocket square for me. All right. Can I say something just real quick about the Chad Brown comment? He has four in the race. So that is the one scary thing. I know we're on the same horse, but that is the one scary thing. When he has four, sometimes the one you least expect oh, wins, you know. Well, this is the other turf race I was alluding to. That you're, you're probably going to have to go deep. If, you, if yes. you're doing playing multis and you want to get through them, you're going to have to go deep. In fact, I took all four Browns in that race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, that makes sense. And, and honestly, yeah. if you want, that makes a lot of sense because you're like, well, I'm not going to let any of them beat me. So real glory. <laughs> Uh, I kind of liked as well. What about I saw that uh, summer romance? What did you guys think about summer romance? Well, the international the summer romance and Al Altik, Altik, something like that. They're yeah. both international horses. We don't know both Al will be horses. Yeah, Mike so, Smith on uh, on Altik and it, summer romance has Leah size. It's a situation. The further you get into it, you do have to go. Well, I have to go here now. I have to go here, and it's almost like you have to play all. So, in, in my opinion, you either go really deep there and then go short, short, short. Or you you do kind of what we did and we're like, well, we like this horse and maybe the other Browns, and then we can kind of play kind of more of a stacked ticket where you don't have to single in yep. a couple of legs. Well, the scary part about this race is, you know, you can say it's a lot. Like it's a kind of race that Pocket Square could run a hell of a good race and lose. lose. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that would be that's important. So that's why you kind of have to to play as much you know as deep as you can here, and that's why we're saying five to one is. I think you're going to get it, that price on it, really, because there's mm-hmm. so many Chad Browns. Obviously, blowout in this race as well. Chad Brown, who won last time with Pratt, uh, when we, you know, this horse that went on that huge lead in the uh, in the Distaff Turf Mile. Um, so we'll see if she can do it again at four to one. Because I think that horse, relatively same price as on the morning line. I think blowout's the horse that people are going to bet over uh, pocket square. All right, let's go to the final category here. Let's see. We're in, oh gosh. <laughs> No, I'm not. It's not amateur. I'm not going to start chugging. Come on. Um, all right. Let's go to Halterman's favorite category. He is right now the So Excited I Get Wood Ooh. Memorial Race of the Day, Race of the Week. Do I get to kick this one off? You get to kick it off because you are – yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go – it was the Ogden Fibs, and now I can't, I'm not going to do that now. That, yeah, it's just got ever scratching, really. And obviously, Valence, yeah, well, yesterday, it seems like it's just it, it's a rematch apart. of the Azari. I saw that in Oakland, you know, with Petruska and, and yeah, She Dares exactly. the Devil. I didn't have to drive to New York or fly to New York to see that. I, I'm going to go with the Met Mile, and, and maybe a lot of people go, Well, hell, it's a six horse field. I don't really care about the field size, I care about the quality of the field, and I think for what it is, it, it's really freaking good. You've got Nick's go. Uh, Pegasus winner, Breeders' Cup winner. You've got Mischievous Alex, who under Sappy Joseph <laughs> looks like, I mean, a monster. You have Silver State, who's won like five or six in a row and won, won all the big uh, older stakes at Oakland. And Dr. Post is a really interesting horse who comes in off a layoff, was kind of highly hyped last year, didn't really live up to it. But a uh, uh, first race off the layoff, I should have said, uh, wins easily in allowance. I think he makes sense. And then, Mark, you just said, by my standards, he wins the Oakland Mile last time out off the layoff against Rushy. Those two horses are really good at a mile. I just named five of the six runners who are damn good. So I think the Met Mile is going to be the most exciting race tomorrow. I still don't know how, by my standards, won that. Uh, won that well, because Oakland moved the line. I had to. Rushy won the race, but Oakland moved the line. They do that every time. But no, by my standards, is super interesting. Paul, what do you got? I, I think there's only one obvious pick for this, right? 
I mean, no. <laughs> it, it has. It has to be the Woody Stevens. <laughs> I don't know if there's another race on the card. You've done it, Paul. More perfectly chosen. For this category, you get wood the for the Woody Stevens, Stevens. Exactly. of course. Don't, don't tell I, another joke the rest of the day. That's the best one yeah, you'll you tell. That's amazing. Because that yeah. yeah. I was going to follow it up with, with this. So, yeah. every one of these horses is going to go as fast as they can, and you're going to enjoy every second of it. So, <laughs> fast. <laughs> and so it's going to be a fast race. The so Woody Stevens. Halterman's all about getting wood and going fast. Yeah, that, that, that is my MO. That is his, his best at that. Uh, and, 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 and frankly, anything uh, a minute 34 or under, he's usually really solid. At, so. <laughs> I hope I'm going to text Heather, see if she's watching. She'll make a comment. I, I do want to add one thing out of that. So I, it's really great to see horses do what they're naturally great at. Totally agree. Jackie's warrior, you know, on the Derby trail, they gave him a shot. I mean, it's a great horse. You got, you have to. He's in, in the three-year step. Um, you know, Juvenile last year lost essential quality. They cut this horse back, and wow. I mean, he goes he goes a mile, runs 21 and change, and never stops. I know. What I want to see is the look on Drain the Clock's face as, <laughs> as they break out of the gate. Now, Drain the Clock likes to go fast as well. But if you look at his first fractions, you know, he's 22 and change, 23 and change. He's going to break out of the gate and run, you know, 23 and change and be 12 lengths behind this horse. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm really excited to see Jackie's Warrior just burn up the track and do what he's really great at. Well, you know, that's the thing about this race. You got that those two you mentioned, but then you also have a horse like Cattle River who is cutting back after trying, trying to do the Rebel Arkansas Derby. And a horse that likes to go fast early on too, and kind of see how fast he can this horse go. That's why I like uh, Dream Shaking here because I just feel like this horse, even though he didn't get the job done the Pat Day Mile, maybe there's enough other horses in here to soften up Jackie and he enough. Doesn't have to do the dirty work exactly. Yeah. And Pratt, uh, big shocker, Pratt could have a big day. Um, <laughs> could come and, and kind of pick up the pieces. But no matter what, like you said, and that, and as you know, being you watch a show, like that's my favorite kind of horse. A horse that just you know what you're gonna get. They're gonna go out there and they're gonna run the shit out of that track. And win or lose, it's like it's gonna be a fun race to I mean, Halter and I, we we needed Jackie's Warrior badly that day, and <laughs> it was just a hell of a race to watch. I mean, you start you stop rooting for the horse really, and you're just like, Holy shit, this is like an amazing race. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jackie's Warrior versus Dream Shake. Uh, again, part two is going to be is going to be fun. You you you're on Jackie too, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, but I I, I 100% agree with your thoughts of hey, Dream Shake doesn't have to go out and press. Maybe Dream Shake can sit third, fourth, and let those other horses like like Cattle River. Um, you do wonder though if he's good enough still though. But those kind of horses, if he can, if yeah. you know, it might set up well for him. Is he good enough to kind of? close enough into that so paul made uh he texted me and made a really good statement um he kind of compared jackie's warrior a little bit to promises fulfilled where it's just like yeah there might be other speed but he might just be that damn good you know the speed of the speed and even though dream shake might get the setup and doesn't have to do the dirty work jackie's warrior still just might hold on because he's just that good and you also made another good point and and and, and was the reason i picked jackie's warrior if this race was a mile, I probably would have went Dream Shake. But seven furlongs, that little bit of cutback, that makes a huge difference with a horse that has a lot of speed and has to hold off somebody. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I think that's, you know, off that mile two to seven furlongs. And Dream Shake, obviously, I think, ran his best race sprinting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does here. Of course, that was like kind of the key, kind of that's how his that was coming out party. We were in that huge race at Santa Anita and that made special weight and then went straight from there to the San Felipe um into the santini derby i'll go back to the race that my is you already talked about it it's the met mile mm-hmm. even though it's a small field i mean you're talking about how what what horse is missing really out of this that you'd want to see i guess charlatan is the only one that i don't want to see him but so. i don't want to see him but he's the only horse that would have made <laughs> so. sense in this race in terms of kind yeah. of the, the top horses um of course his owner or his trainer can't even get the horse in so um no i think nick's go is going to be gonna be tough obviously i mean that's no shock but this horse i guess you have the saudi cup uh kind of layoff here but i mean what it's <laughs> until uh, until i've seen otherwise i don't i'm not worried about it you know this horse came off a layoff from uh you know when you talk about whether it be going like you know from uh february to october and then november to january uh didn't didn't really phase him too much and there's not a lot of pace in the race and he's just faster than everybody yeah. like i just think this horse is going to cruise um and going to be awful tough and i agree that the like silver state he's not silver state hasn't seen a horse like nick's go yet I, the only way Nick Skill loses this race is if he just doesn't simply fire like you i think, don't think anybody's going to beat him you think mysterious alex has any shot here i would say he because who because who he's trained by i think he does um i think he is going to have a little bit of a uh kind of like you mentioned a second ago with the, the speed he's gonna be like oh oh shit like i've this one i can't keep up with that you look at who you were mischievous alex i mean goals two gold stream races and and the carter at aqueduct i mean he hasn't faced shit and now he's got to go up against nick's go who we know is going to go um and then on top of that, a, a jockey change because I rats not gonna be on board. So yep, exactly. And that that, that changes know, everything for a horse like that that you really need kind of the best when you decision on whether or not to run with Nick's go or not. When you think of Irad's mounts and we talk about this race, I think this could be the one that has the biggest impact. I really do. Um it may be Colonel Liam as well, only because there's so many horses in that race and there's the options are limited. Here, at least, you're probably going to get a good replacement, right? Right, Because there's only five other horses, right. so the four, only five other jockeys taken up. But Mischievous Alex needs a certain kind of trip. And, you know, Irad has been doing so well on that horse. So I this could be the biggest impact. Do you think there's any chance that Nick's goes not on the lead? None. None, right? Well, I mean, there's a one percent chance. If well, I mean, the only chance is if he gets out of the gate just horribly. But even then, I still feel like they're they gonna rush him up. Gonna go, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, this horse has been running, you know, mile and eighth, mile sixteenth, mile, uh, you know, mile and eighth last time out. I mean, he he gives it a go, and you know he's gonna he's gonna be there. It's just a matter, and I just don't see how. Like I say, if he just he simply doesn't show up, and you look at how this horse has been working, he's basically r- rattled off four straight bullet works. Have you seen pictures of this horse? He's a beast. He looks like a monster right now. And from everything I've been told, this horse is going to be tough on this race. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this race, one, one last thing I'd like to add on to that, and and there's a number of races on this card where this is true, and we've already talked about it a bunch. If 
Nixco for some reason doesn't show up, the whole thing opens up. Yeah. Like, you know, draw a card. You don't know who's going to win if he doesn't show up. And we talked about that, you know, uh, with Bound for Nowhere and a, and a couple other horses. There's a lot of those on the card. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I think you know, if you're going to you're going to do multi-race wagers, you're going to have to you have to take some stands somewhere. Mm-hmm. And to me, Nixco is a logical stand. I think you can trust him. He's he's shown, especially under Brad Cox, that you can trust him. Uh, so I would I would single Nix and, and move on. But if he doesn't come out of the gate well, or if he's just off uh, today, any of those other five, I could see in the winner's circle. Yeah, he's right. Well, what's interesting yeah. is you like you talk about the race. The race is leading up. Let's say you're going to play the pick four going into uh, into the Belmont you know, starting off with, uh, with race eight. And of course that's the just a game. And we talked about that a little bit where you have, you know, we like pocket squares with price, but we talked about how tough that field is in terms of how deep you might need to go. But then you got race nine with the Met mile. Then you got race 10 with, with Manhattan. There's two possible singles right there. And then you get to the Belmont. So maybe, you know, you go deep, single, single, deep again, if you want to in the Belmont, because you know, you list three or four horses there that could win. And maybe that's the way you play it. And you just have to get through Nick's go and, uh, and uh domestic spending but this is there's op you know we in the guide we 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 look back at it after we put our picks and we're like man we really pressed our opinions here because at the end of the day who do you want to lean on do you want to lean on you know whoever it is like you know in the woody stevens you want jackie's warrior or do you want to lean on you know domestic spending or 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 nick's go and you kind of press those opinions and that's what we did yeah, I feel like this guy, just to talk about it for just a second, I feel like this guy definitely is, is hey, there's four or five horses here that, you know, if we get two or three of them home, we're making money. You know, where we're, uh, the Derby and the Preakness guides were more like, gosh, we don't have that anchor horse. And what I mean by just like a really good opinion or, or, or a big opinion. Uh, it was all like, yeah, here's this or this, and that could be okay. This is like, yeah, we've got really strong opinions on this card. So, it's one of those things. If your strong opinion wins, we're gonna have a good good uh, day. Yep. Yeah. There you go. There's the guide. Go get it at racingdudes.com. Of course, we we have the uh, the full analysis of our live bankroll there. Oh, don't go too far down. But live <laughs> bankroll um, of, of what we're playing, and of course, we're gonna have to update that. And and as far as how we're gonna play that, we, spoiler alert: we are gonna we're gonna kind of get out of the uh, Ogden Phipps and we're going to, we're going to kind of reallocate some money elsewhere because yeah. we just don't feel strong enough about that race now, especially the Ogden Phipps is, is interesting because even if you really like, I mean, the prices are going to be so skewed down given that everyone keeps scratching that you're, it's not going to make a lot of some value there. Um, even if you like, you know, I know uh, magic likes Bonnie South and that, the value's gone on that horse now. Yep. Um, yeah, there's no reason to even play Bonnie South. Like Bonnie South was ten to one and legit ten to one, and now she's going to be three to one. Exactly. So it, it's that we're just going to bypass that race and we're going to move uh, move that money somewhere else. So you're going to want to make sure you you, uh, you check out the guide later on today to see who we're playing. Any final thoughts, guys, on the undercard? Well, I, I mean, I guess final thoughts on the day. I'm really happy to be back at Belmont. I'm really happy that we get to go live. Uh, I think there's going to be not a full crowd, obviously, but I think there'll be a decent crowd. And um, I think Paul said at the first of the show, we're not back to normal, but it's starting to get close. And uh, this really feels good to be back here, back at Belmont and back, uh, you know, to live racing. We got to go to the Derby and that was lucky. Uh, And and there was a really good crowd there and now the Belmont. So I think we're, we're progressing in the right direction. Paul, any 
I think you said it well. Uh, again, you know, I talked about that at the beginning. You know, the closer we get to normal, that's what we all want. We've all wanted it for over a year now. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and especially you know, for those of us here uh, in New York, you know, we you know, we were kind of at the beginning uh, of this whole thing as it as it hit the U.S. and the shutdown. And you know, I still uh, you know remember you know the day you know, walking into my business and saying, "Hey, we have to shut this thing down just because we don't know what's going on." And, you know, a lot of people um, that are going to be at that track today have fought through this and, you know, they deserve a day like this. And I think uh, uh, Naira put together a hell of a card uh, and you guys talked about it. There's money to be made. If you take some big, uh, strong stands here, there's money to be made today and it, or on Saturday. And I think people are going to have a good time and they, and quite honestly, they deserve it. Yeah. That's well, well said. Well said. Yeah, I know that's, that's, that's the key is I think, you got to take stands. That's you got. You got to press your opinions on days like this because you know. Whereas we don't have, it may be hard to come up with your ten to ones, fifteen to ones. The value is going to be there on a horse. You know, just if it's domestic spending at, at five to two, if he, if, or if it's uh, pocket square at five to one, or whatever the the horse you like, even if it's Nick's go at six to five or something. If you really like that horse, that's right. a great price. He's got to beat five other horses. That's it. So it's like. Press your opinions because it's going to be hard to find value. Um, Ricky M wants to know if there's any picks for the New York today. You got picks for New York today? Did yeah. you handicap today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah racingdudes.com. There's your picks. Uh, if you want the picks for the New York? They're up at racingdudes.com. If you want the picks for the fifth at Prairie Meadows, they're up at racingdudes.com. The third go. at Rio Doso Downs, they're up at racingdudes.com. Hey, speaking of Ricky, uh, where he didn't show I up. I text so. Ricky and I said, Hey, if you want a birthday shout out, come on. And Ricky did not show up. So too bad. Too so bad. Sad. <laughs> uh, Magic says, If Tiz Magician wins, we take my place in the winner circle photo. Problem is, there'll be a hundred other people in there, right? Because it's like yes, 5,000 owners. Yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Yeah, sure, sure. We will. Um, but I don't think you get winner photos for second place, though. That's the problem. Oh, oh dang. Ooh. That was jab. Ooh. Uh, he'll probably get me later whenever Magic. Magic Mike show. He is editing this show and put it, put it together for me, so I, I already apologize. I'm sorry. Please don't make me look stupid there. He'll probably edit that part out. Fuck you. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to the track. we got to get to the track. So we're uh, we're going we're gonna, uh, to take <laughs> driver just died. Make sure you go to racingnews.com if you want those picks for the New York today. Uh, our rumor is they're up. They're up. <laughs> uh, getting our free picks on all tracks, right? All tracks. I uh, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, Ricky. Uh, I'm glad you have a sense of humor because I didn't mean to be an asshole. Uh, go, I came across that way. <laughs> go to the Handicap Products link or go to the products page at racedudes.com if you want the guide, 19 page gloriness of all the information you want uh, from Saturday's racing. We're on Instagram at RacingDudes on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. You can go check us out, all that, all the information you want. We'll be there. We'll be live again Saturday night from this. Do you have a comment for this, this position? I, have, I don't have it up. It says, Jared, you got your summer shorn look on. Beard cut in half, haircut. Thank you, Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got I got all trimmed up in my New York. Been on Tinder and everything out here. The Tinder women are, are going crazy. It's great. It's great. Uh, they put me in the basement here for good reason. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been a good time out here. So, no, uh, I can get them all. You know, it's hot. You got to trim up the beard a little bit. So. Yeah, how's your beard looking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys, if you're going to be at the track, you definitely got to make sure to hit us up. 
Again, we'll be live on Saturday night after the Belmont Stakes to recap that. Of course, we will have a winner for the Fantasy League at that point, so we'll see right. who uh, – Oh, and Paul might eat his shirt on yes. the show. We will be eating the shirt one way or another, yes. but we would yes. like to see Paul really, like, <laughs> really eat it. Is the basement getting good use, Jared? You've been here one day. Not yep, the chains and the whips have been used whoa, a little whoa, bit. Whoa. No, uh, <laughs> and Paul made sure to put put the plastic. She- put, Paul put the plastic sheets down for me as well. So. First class service at uh, Casa de Whippers. So. <laughs> Anybody that's coming to the Belmont, you, you just remember that. <laughs> By the way, I think the Tinder girl last night may have swiped some stuff when she left. Uh, I do apologize for that. Uh, There's a dog missing. There is a dog missing. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, oh, I love that dog. I said, I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah. No worries. It's yours, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm vaccinated, Mark, all right? So I, that's what I put back, uh, vaxxed and waxed and ready to go. That's what I put on my Tinder profile. So. Vaxxed? Vaxxed? Yeah, yeah, you can get other things. I, you can get worse things than COVID on Tinder, yeah. trust me. Uh, well, I've heard. I can't say that. Uh, all right, guys, I'm Jared Wells. <laughs> He's there in Halterman. That's Paul. Monique, you can't see. She's on the other side. Uh, we'll be at the track, so hit us up. You're going to be know, there. we got four people at this table, and one is beautiful, and three are ugly. I know. And, and she's and not on the camera. Are on the camera. Well, no. I know. Maybe maybe she'll make an appearance on the live show after, after uh, while Paul's eating his shirt. Drunk Aaron is better than Ricky talking about anything. <laughs> Maybe that should be a new pod. I'll just get on here by myself and Who, we'll just talk about anything. Can we want. all vote that we would love to see, even if you have to do it, if you have to continue doing the, the Rock Hour with Ricky, you should be drinking every time because that just makes it better. I feel like for health reasons, I no. can't do that though because it's three days a week. Do it for the business. <laughs> now we just fire right, right, one step closer to that uh, Woodford uh, um, marketing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just think, the more you That's drink, true. the less time you have to actually do the rocket out with it. Well, you true probably as well. will die soon. So. <laughs> That's true as well. We could, just, <laughs> we could just fire him on his birthday. We could do that. Yeah. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, good luck uh, at the Belmont Stakes. Good luck if you're playing today at Belmont. If you're there, hit us up. I'm Jared Walsh. He's Aaron Halterman. He's Paul Withrow. See you guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets.